what is up everybody ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in welcome to another great edition of all of us radio man where it's not just one of us it's fucking all of us um bro i am so excited man i got so much to uh to cover you guys just hang tight real quick what i'm gonna do is i actually have some stuff um that i need to promote uh if you haven't already make sure that you go to redlegendstudios.com where you can find uh this show and others like it um and uh yeah man make sure that you uh you jump on there and uh and you like that stuff man um i've got a lot of self promo stuff that i've got to do um and i'm trying to knock all of that out now i hope i do um a good job and I don't forget anything. I think there's one more thing. Give me a second here. We're looking, looking, looking. Trying to make this happen. I am looking for the tire. We go. Talk dirty to me. All right. So, um, yeah, man, if you like this show, make sure that you check out All of Us Radio. I hope to be bringing you the naughty show um, very, very, very soon. Um, let's see here. Check out Dope Cats, The Dope House, uh, Almost Daily Creep Show. Time to do some shout outs. Yo, shout out to the homie Drained Eye. If you haven't checked out his project, uh, make sure you check that out on OpenSea. Uh, if you love Skulls, you'll definitely want to, to check that out. Shout out Jason Feemster. Big bad late night crew, Dave. I'm so fucking excited that you're here, bro. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, Jacob. We got Moon High. He's working on his own podcast here pretty soon. Jesse Stanek, thank you very much for showing up. Big bad Mitch is in the house. I appreciate you so much. The legendary fame is here. Shout out Kleminski. Uh, quit her job to become a full-time DJ. I'm loving that. Marcy is here, always supporting. Eddie Money's a real one, a legend in the space. Um, we got Jay Breezy in the house, Brian. Um, Emerald, what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all um, for tuning in. We have tonight before us an absolute legend in the game, um, NFT God. And I am so, so, so excited to have you here, my man. Um, shout out to you. Um, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to come and speak with us. Um, how are you doing today, bro? I'm doing really well, man. I, I don't think there is a more exciting time to be in the space than right now with, with all of the projects that have released and all the projects that are coming up. I, I, it's never been more exciting, honestly. I'm really happy to be here, Laura Lord. I've been, I've been following your work for a long time now. I think you've helped build an incredibly strong community with, with the Creeps, a community I've been a part of. Uh, since Mint and man, I'm just happy to be here, bro. I'm so thankful, man, for uh, you being here and for all the work um, that you have put into the space. I'm, uh, you, you know, the feelings mutual, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours as well. Um, I love reading your articles. I love reading your threads. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, NFT God runs a blog, um, which is NFT God, correct? <laughs> I mean, uh, in it, the the God gives right um, blog. Yep. Am, I, am I saying that correctly? Yeah, nftgod.gives yeah. in my uh, bio. Yep. Uh, uh, first of all, shout out to the name, bro. I loved that you came out the gate with such a strong, strong name, um, nftgod. And I loved, loved that it was, it's nftgodgives, uh, nft.god.gives. Um, I just loved it because you were always giving so much alpha, so much information, um, you know, and, and everything that you, that you, um, that you tweet and, and that you post. Um, I'm so curious to know, uh, how your NFT journey began. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting one. It, it's been one of many missed opportunities, a lot of successes as well. It started about <clears throat> a little over a year ago, and, and really what red-pilled me into the space was actually the sandbox. So I, I don't know how I fell onto it, but I, I, I discovered the sandbox, and I started reading up on it. You know, I didn't really know about NFTs. I was in crypto before that. I was mainly primarily into stocks and options, and I, I've been investing for a while now. Uh, but then I read about the sandbox and I read about the concept of, the, of, you know, a digital world where everyone actually owns the infrastructure to that digital world. And from that point on, there was no going back. I, I immediately made this account 
you know, I, I didn't get too active, you know, in the social media space, but I, I picked up a bunch of sandbox land, which turned out to be a great investment. And I kind of sat on that for a while. And when I really got serious was uh, back in the fall of last year is when I started doing a little bit more speculation and picking up different projects and doing more research. And, you know, I, I don't want to rant too long here, but, you know, what I really discovered and what really made me get into building threads and, and writing on my blog and, and building my site is, you know, I really discovered this space is, is, you know, almost largely retail investors, right? So the average guy, the average investor, the average guy and girl, and the, the big boys, the banks and the investment firms, the Morgan Stanley's and Goldman Sachs still haven't gotten in here yet. And, and so, you know, it really seems like this is an opportunity for me to share knowledge from my past investing experiences and apply that to NFTs, you know, and, and be able to pave the way for, for new ways to think about investing in, in a brand new space. I love it, bro. And then w w at what point, and, I, and I'm sorry if I, if I, if I missed it, I, I did step away for a second, but w what point did you, uh, um, what point did you get your mutant and, and kind of walk me through that? Yeah, so it came back in the the winter, the fall slash winter time. You know, Ford Apes was clearly the number one in the space. Rumors started swirling for the first time about ApeCoin. Rumors started swirling for the first time about a potential metaverse with land. You know, I look back on the past. The Bored Apes got you a, a kennel. The kennel or the board ape also got you the serum, which got you mutant. It's clear that this ecosystem got you rewards in return. And just being in the ecosystem would pay you dividends. And so at that moment in time, I think the mutant floor was eight ETH. And so I'm like, if I'm going to hold this for long term, I want to get one that looks cool. So I bought one for 11 ETH, the one you see as my thumbnail. And my thesis turned out to be completely true because it's been paying dividends ever since. You know, the the ApeCoin drop got me my entire cost basis back in one shot. Um, and I assume this weekend the land I'm going to get will put me over. So it, it's been a that's really the start of that investment uh, journey. Bro, I love that. And then, um, you know, as somebody who's been in the game for a long time, well, I mean, right, uh, you, you, you were early enough on Sandbox, you got yourself a mutant. What what, uh, what kind of advice do you have? And, I, and I'm, I'm surprised I didn't see it. I thought it for sure. I was like, NFT, I can't wait for NFT God to write about this. Um, but what did you think about the, the BAYC uh, Instagram hack? And uh, how do you think, how would you go about recommending folks to stay safe um, in, in those types of situations? Because that's like a, a legendary brand that, that, that got it and, and folks that have been in the game a while uh, fell victim to that. So what advice do you have for, um, well, first of all, what were your thoughts on it? And then second, what advice do you have for folks not to get, to get scammed that way? Yeah, I think it's scary because it's clear that the, one mistake can lose you hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in one split second. Uh, so I, I find it really crazy. And, and really what it comes down to is you got to be as safe as possible. I got a ledger. You know, you have to have your cold wallet and your warm, your hot wallet. You cannot sign your cold wallet to anything at all. It needs to just be where you send things in and out from OpenSea and that's it or from your hot wallet. Uh, it's scary. You know, I, I, I didn't really write on it because I think everyone unanimously agrees that you just got to be super careful and you have to ideally uh, have a hot and cold wallet. It, it, it's, it's just unfortunate that people who, you know, have invested so much and if you hold a board ape, I, I, I would just hazard a guess that a majority of people who hold a, hold a board ape have an irresponsible amount of their net worth and NFTs. It's just unfortunate that it, you can lose it that quick with one mistake. Yeah, man, one, one click and it's done and it, and it's, um, and it can happen to anybody. You, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that what happens is after a while you start getting a little bit more brazen and a little less careless. 
um, and, or, or a little more careless rather. And, uh, and, and what happens is that, uh, I, I don't know, you, 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 you feel like you're, you know, this is a good play or whatever. And it seems often when they say it's too good to be true, right. Um, uh, don't do it. Um, but I think that, that folks just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It sucks that it happened to such a big brand, the biggest brand, right? Um, because I feel like, God damn, if it happens to them, then, then it can happen to anybody, you know? Yeah. And it's it just, it, it's clear now that as a mutant holder, I mean, I've had over 70 NFTs drop airdrops into my wallet that are clearly scam hacked NFTs. And I can just see someone, you know, I, I've been in the tech industry for a while. You know, I, I'd say I'm pretty fluent when it comes to tech and trends and things like that. So I know not to click on any of these NFTs because you can lose everything just by clicking on these NFTs that are airdropping. It's just, I would guess that most of the space doesn't understand that you, that can happen. And we need to either do one of two things, either educate you know, the entire space on these risks or we need to improve the technology. And I just think we're in a place where the technology is going to take too long to improve. Um, so we, we really just need to be educating people, you know, widely on this. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, one of the things that I noticed uh, through your writings is you are just so very articulate. Um, and, and I, I, I oftentimes see myself like, oh, wow, every period is there, you know, everything is exactly where it's supposed to be. Um, and, and I'm an English major. And so that's probably why, why I pay attention to that stuff. But my question for you is you mentioned that you were in tech for several years. Is, is tech your day job is writing your day job? What, what is it? Yeah. Tech is my day job. It's, it's been my day job for a while. I, I studied computer science in college. So I, I've been, I've made my rounds in a lot of different tech jobs. Writing's always been uh, a passion of mine, kind of a hobby. Uh, investing's always been a passion or a hobby of mine. And that's why I think NFTs have been the perfect, uh, the perfect thing for me to get into because it's kind of a combination of all those things, tech, investing, uh, and for me being, you know, uh, in Twitter, the writing. Uh, it's a combination of all those things. That's why it's been really uh really gratifying for me to to run this account and build those blogs you know writing is never something i studied i never enjoyed it in school but it's one of those things where if you just keep doing it you will get better and and that's what i think's been the way for me and and here's one of the big things that i think is so amazing about this space and and it's one that i um i i talk about a lot man and i'm gonna keep talking i'm never gonna stop talking about it is that uh all the skills that you have in web 2 that might seem um like it's not worth much. Um, and, and I'm going to go, uh, you know, if you know how to use Canva, um, if you know how to write, if you know how to create a flyer, if you know how to do any of these things, if you know how to communicate with people, um, all of these things are super valuable in this space. Just like you said, it's like the one thing where everything comes together, even something like, for example, podcasting, which I've done for, uh, years, you know, I've, I've, I've written for magazines. I've, I've interviewed rock stars. I've, I've done, um, podcasting, but it's not something that it's like, uh, it's not a needed skill in web two. It's more of like a, a hobby, but here it's a need. And so if you can find any skill that you're good at and that you enjoy, um, chances are that it is transferable here to web three. So with that being said, I urge everybody constantly to use that skill, to raise your hand. If you want to work in web three, if you want to create in web three, raise your hand, uh, you know, offer to be a, a mod, offer to create a flyer for an event um you know and it's those little things that kind of help you get noticed offer to do spaces for for things because developers are really great at developing but that doesn't mean that they are great at or have the time for all of these extra things that you might be good at um so i don't know i just wanted to throw that out there because uh, that's just the way i see it bro yeah and what this is the biggest cliche you know in the space right now but it's 100 percent true and that is that we are still early. That's a fact. We are such a still a small, tight knit community. You know, for instance, the biggest show in NFTs right now is the Nifty Alpha, which is a, a morning Twitter show, a Twitter space that gets, I think, other than your show, of course, Lore Lord, <laughs> uh, gets 3,000 plus listeners 
every single morning at 9 a.m. And I find the, the host to be incredibly entertaining. And so a couple days ago, I simply tweeted at the host, P.O. I said, hey, I'd love to be on your show. And he said, okay. He DM'd me. He said, come on on the stage Monday. I'll, I'll let you on and you can talk. And this morning, I went on stage. He let me right on and he gave me time to talk. And I got Oh, congratulations, bro. That's awesome. That just that yeah, deserves yeah. an applause. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. NFT God, man. <laughs> I love that, bro. Congratulations, dude. So what did you talk about? Uh, so the, the show is all about just talking NFT strategies and alpha and all that. And so I, I talked about, you know, my, my biggest play at the moment is actually is a couple things. One I think the Board Ape Kennel Club is, uh, is, is poised for a, a very big run. It's already been a, bit, a big run. I actually wrote a blog about it Saw a few it. weeks ago when it was at 6 ETH. Now it's at, I think, close to 12 or 14. Um, I, I think it's about to be poised for a massive run due to staking being launched in the next couple months. And then the, the kennels, uh, Potential, it looks like the kennels will add to your yield if you stake a mutant or ape. And so I think once the land sale happens Saturday, people will then shift their attention to staking, which is kind of the next item on the to do list for board apes. And all those mutants and all those board apes will start picking up the kennel club. But the thing is, there's only 9,000 kennel dogs and there's 30,000 board apes and mutant apes. Um, so I think a massive supply crunch is coming there and I, I didn't mean to go through my entire talk track from this morning, but, uh, that's, it, that's the kind of thing, you know, we talk about on the show. And the point being is going back to my original point, the space is so small. You can tweet at the largest figure in the space, say, Hey, I want to be on your show. And two days later, you're on the show talking in front of 3000 people. And, and really that's where we're at. If you have a any skill set at all and you can contribute it some way you can make noise for yourself in the community very quickly yeah and, and you'd be surprised a lot, a lot of these things are very profitable what i mean i was talking to podcasters that were um that were doing stuff for like uh, hosting um i don't know talks at, at nftla and they were like yeah man you'd be surprised like uh they'll give you you know one eth for an appearance uh because it doesn't sound like three thousand dollars <laughs> it's like uh that's wild you know what i mean but like um that little skill of being able to host and moderate a conversation that can get you paid bro and the big thing is just like you said bro is raise your hand say hey you know i want to do this and and uh i don't know man I, just like you said we are still early uh, it doesn't feel like it because it, it's been going on for, but we're still early there's still gonna be a ton of projects that that come out in the future um that you're gonna be able to help with it and do and so i think that's so so important um and it kind of leads me to my next question which is what are your what are your plans? What are your goals uh, for NFTGod.gives? NFT what, what, what do you want to come out of that? It's a great question. It's something I'm asked a lot. Honestly, at the moment, I just want to, pardon the pun because it's in my URL, give as much as possible, create as much value as I can. You know, I, I, I'm thinking just one step ahead and doing the next step as good as possible at the moment. Rather than having a goal, I have more of a direction, right? Like I'm just pointing my ship in a way. I don't know where the ship is going, but I'm pointing it. I know which direction I want it to go. So I, I'm just trying to, you know, sail as smoothly as possible, contribute as much as I can, get as big of a reach as I can. You know, I, I do a couple of things. I, I, this is half my life. The other half is my career, which is incredibly important to me. But this is, you know, at the moment, it's just give and contribute as much as I can, spread as much knowledge, uh, and then wherever the ship ends up, as long as I'm going in the right direction and doing it to the best of my ability, I, I trust that it'll end up in the right place. Oh, yeah, bro. I, I'm, I, I feel you on that trying to be ahead, right? Um, like, I'm, you know, with me, I'm trying to, I don't know, man, I'm trying to build a, an, an ecosystem and, um, uh, and, and I want to be able to, when, when I'm thinking ahead, I think about like, uh, well, how, how can I, you know, provide benefit to others as well? And so I see a lot of folks that are, that are putting together spaces, but they don't have like a whole lot of followers and things. And, um, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to, to kind of push with, with 
Red Legend Studios is creating a public access show because I'm a little bit older. So I I grew up back in the day when Jackass and Tom Green were a thing, and and uh, I had a public access show, and I would uh, promote local bands, bands passing through my my hometown. I would I would sneak backstage to a lot of places, uh, you know, and and eventually I got really good at it, and and they just started giving me access. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to kind of create something similar with that, uh, and, and provide some of these smaller shows and an opportunity to get exposed, I guess, to a larger audience. Um, you know, it, and so that's one of the things I'm working with now. And, and when I think about thinking ahead, um, you know, as, as I put together my own NFT project, I, I want that big thing to be that um, holders have a say in, in what happens with uh, with Red Legend Studios, who goes from, um, you know, who goes from the public access to the to the main stage and um, and, and things like that. But uh, I think a big part of it is is understanding how to how to create value and how to think ahead and how to grow um, and expand. Um, and it seems like yours is 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 just giving. Um, and I love that. I love that uh, that idea of, of paying it forward or, or providing people information, um, you know, that helps them, you know, and I, and I would say that you, the information you put out a lot is very helpful. One of the questions I did have for you in regards to one of the articles you wrote is that you said you were selling everything off um, or selling a lot off rather, you know, when you read it. But can you guide us through that? What what was your decision um, process there? What happened? Yeah, so I posted an article, I think about two or three weeks ago now, where the headline was, I'm selling almost all my NFTs uh, in preparation for an upcoming event. And that wasn't just clickbait, that was true. I reduced my positions from, I think, 100 NFTs to between 20 and 30. Uh, I'm still looking to trim a little bit more, but I reduced it down to just my highest conviction calls. And I, I see a lot of lizards in the audience. For the record, I still hold creeps. Um, but I, I'm holding my highest conviction plays. Uh, the reason being is I've noticed in the past, with one exception, which I'll explain in a second, uh, is during major drops or events, there's massive liquidity drains. And what I mean by that is, uh, I think there was a day two months ago where the, the Nelk boys dropped the full send pass. It was like the same day as K-Prime. There was like three major products that dropped in the same day. And this has happened a few times over the last year. Uh, and, and on that day, the prices of everything dropped across the board, except for those projects that just launched. And what's been happening is, is because I think it's mostly retail investors in the space, people are selling their other assets to get into these new ones. And on that day, I think Clonex went down to like 80. Azuki went down to like 6 ETH. There were do, uh, doodles went down to 9. There was these incredible values across the board. And uh, I think that something very similar will happen on Saturday with the Yuga Land sale drop. So if you were on that day to the full send and all, all, all drops, if you looked left when everyone was looking right, you could have made a fortune. So what I'm saying is if you looked left and bought Clonex, Doodles, Azuki, and just unloaded your bags on those while everyone was thinking about hate crime, you walked away rich two weeks later. You, you over tripled your money within two weeks when all the prices recovered. And I think Saturday, something very similar will happen when, uh, when the Yuga Labs land sale drops. Now, I want to talk about one exception to this rule. And that was just recently uh, when the Moonbirds dropped. The actually the opposite happened. Moonbirds dropped, and all projects across the board pumped. Every project. It was a massive bull. I think we, we still are in the middle of that bull run from the Moonbirds. And what I think happened was Moonbirds actually attracted outside liquidity. Uh, a lot of VCs, a lot of mm. uh, tech guys from you know who are friends with Kevin Rose came into the space that weren't in before because there's this new concept of the Moonbird that everyone was bringing money into. But I think specifically with Yuga Labs and, and what's happening Saturday, it's only going to attract liquidity that's already in the market because it's not this new crazy concept. It's just part of the board AP ecosystem. Um, so that's why I sold a lot, got liquid, and I'm preparing to, on Saturday, purchase everything but the Yuga Labs land sale. 
<laughs> I love it, bro. It's impressive. Um, I dig it. What, what's what is happening with Doodles? What the hell is going on over there? Yeah, we, we've entered a new era in NFTs uh, where now people expect value back from their NFTs. So I actually tweeted about this about an hour ago. Um, the concept of cows and milk, right? Where a lot of these new popular NFTs, Proof, Forty, you know, all these other ones, they're cows that are constantly producing milk. If you hold a Proof, you got a Moonbird for free, which is now worth, you know, $120,000. So I, I, I think people are expecting their NFTs now to make them a bag. And what Doodles has not done is produce milk. It, 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 its biggest release was a couple months ago where you can turn your doodle into a spaceship or something or it puts your doodle in a spaceship and it's flying around. But the issue is, is it wasn't a separate NFT, so you couldn't sell it off and make profit. It was the same NFT. And so I think people, specifically doodles, they're like, oh, man, I'm looking around at all these other blue chips. They're getting the mayor drops, clone X is getting them digital Nike shoes, board ape is getting them $100,000 of different assets every other month. Why are we getting anything? I'm selling off and getting into one of these other projects. Uh, I, I and I totally understand that. But here's the thing: is I think the Doodles founders are smart enough to see what's going on, and, and they will be fixing that soon. So again, another situation where everyone's looking right, I'm looking left. If I had the liquidity to buy a Doodles right now, I I would probably be picking up a couple if that you know if that fit into my budgets at the moment. You did a wonderful article on how to find good projects. Um, and, and I love that article and it's still one that, that I refer to, you know, every now and then. And, and it, it was a six or seven step process of, of what you did and you, and you, you went through it all very, very well. My question is how do we find what's going to be the next good mint? Yeah, I have a couple of opinions there. So I learned a lot of my lessons on how to find a project from what I found with Creeps. Creeps was my first and biggest success. I bought, I think it was like 15 of the invasion passes, you know, pre-reveal uh, or pre-when, you know, you you turn them in for lizards uh, for like 0.3 each. And that was obviously a, a really big success. And I took a lot of the lessons I learned from that success. And now I apply them to other projects and, and the process has really worked out. And so, you know, when I'm going to research projects, I am looking at the community. That's the number one thing that stood out to me in Creeps was the community was so insanely strong. The, the Discord was and is still going 24-7. There's people in the voice chat 24-7. Uh, the Twitter is nuts. You, you know, you tweet about creeps. Everyone's responding. Everyone's replying. The engagement's insane. Uh, you know, community really, and that kind of engagement leads to diamond hands, which leads to higher prices. So I'm looking at community, and I'm looking again. It's concept I've talked about a couple times now. Is I'm looking to make my investment back, really, because at the end of the day, that's what we're in. I think at least most people are in for is to make money on their investment. And so I'm looking to see how I can reduce my cost basis. If I'm buying an NFT for 0.3, I kind of map out what are the different scenarios in which I make that back. And I, now as I talk, I understand your question was around minting rather than buying. Um, Still, same concept as you're paying a certain amount for a mint. It's, it's the same concept. How are you going to reduce your cost basis? But I'm looking for ways to make my money back. You know, for instance, to give you an example, Vayner Sports Pass is 0.4 Ethereum. If I buy that, they've already announced a Micah Johnson, the, the, the fellow who made um, Acutar, is going to give you a free PFP. And there's going to be a few other drops. Seems like to me there's, a, there's a several different paths to making my investment back. And so it's with projects like that that I'm looking, I'm just, I'm, I'm mapping out how will I make that initial investment back. And if I don't see many paths, then all I'm doing at that point is I'm hoping the price goes up. And if I'm just hoping the price goes up, that's a 50-50 proposition, really. And I'm just speculating. And I'd rather not speculate. I'd rather invest. 
Um, so that's really what I, I my, my thought process is. And one last thing I'll say is your question was specifically around mint. I actually don't mint anything. I don't even try to mint anything. I, oh. I think that whitelist grinding and all that is a complete waste of time. I, I think that you are risking a lot, right? You, you can potentially be getting rugs. You can potentially be getting hacked. You know, a lot of these projects you mint and then your entire wallet gets drained. For me, as someone with a, you know, a decent, uh, you know, portfolio size, I'd rather the project mint out, see what, you know, the sentiment is of the community, do research for days or weeks or whatever it is, and come up, even if, you know, the buy-in is 0.4 or a full ETH or whatever, you know, take in all, as many variables as possible and then invest. If you're minting, you don't have many variables, right? You don't see how the team executes. You don't see a lot of things, and you're on top of that risking losing your entire wallet at the top. Um, so just a touch on that, too. I know I said a tremendous amount there, but that's what I think about minting. I love that, bro. I, I, you you just really opened my eyes up, uh, you know, thinking about how much time I would save, um, you know, with whitelist grinding or whatever, and uh, how much safer I am uh, waiting until after something mints to, to go and pick it up. And I guess you look at the, the, the same traits uh, that they, they have. Is the, is the community active? Is um, Are they following each other on Twitter? Are they what, what, what is it that's happening? Is their Discord hot? Um, you know, to determine, you know, I'm going to keep my eye on this one. And then uh, after it mints and it hits OpenSea, I'll, I'll, I'll nab it up, man. Uh, that's a that's a really good tip. Um, and so that, that, that answers my second question, which was, well, where do you find the mints? Um, and you're saying, no, no, I don't find mints, bro. <laughs> no, I don't even bother, honestly. I mean, another big variable I look for before I invest in a project is execution. Can the founders execute? Minting a project, doesn't mean you can execute, right? I can write a smart contract that mints a 10K PFP in under 20 minutes. Anyone who knows Solidity can do that very easy. That, that, that is not execution. Execution includes things like creator uh, communication, right? After Creeps minted out, the creator has been doing AMAs and providing information on what seems like a daily basis for three or four months now, right? Communication and marketing is part of execution. Part of execution is seeing if they hit on their, you know, short-term roadmap items. That's a part of execution. Uh, in all these different variables, you can't really see if you're minting. You can't see what their execution is other than the mint. And the mint, again, is the absolute easiest part of this entire process. Uh, you can't see what the art looks like. You know, you look at Hate Prime as an example. That was the most hyped launch of all time when that happened in February. I stayed so far away from that. There's, I just couldn't. Exactly. And then the, the art revealed, and it was the biggest disappointment in the history of NFTs, right? And that's another variable you can't take in. So I just think the risk-to-reward ratio is a lot better. Um, post mint and pre mint, so that, that's really what I'm looking for. So when that when that happens, though, like with Hape, it was it was it. Look, check it out. It marks all the regular boxes. All right. Um, the only the only thing is that it was too hype, right? But it's got the hype Twitter. It's got the hype Discord. Um, so how long after reveal are you like okay, this is a uh, and what are the signs you look for? Um, how long after reveal and what are the signs you look for after mint that that'll get you to say okay, I'll, I'll check I'll check this out. It really depends. It, it depends on the founding team, right? If Again, to use the example, and this is not me shilling here, I just think it's a good example of a, of a project I did research into, the Vayner Sports Pass. You know AJ Vaynerchuk, the owner of the project, who also owns Vayner Sports, a sports agency, isn't going to just rug, right? He isn't just going to, uh, you know, walk away and then not release anything and then, you know, smear his name. So I was comfortable investing in that early on after the mint. And again, the risk of that mint, there was a gas war. Many people lost thousands of dollars yeah. uh, minting. And so side note, another risk of minting right there. Um, but then there's other ones you know, I, I look at, including, uh, let's see one where I went in much after. So the Nifty Portal, for instance, I was watching that for weeks, if not months. Uh, I watched all their shows. I, I consumed all their Twitter spaces. I saw, you know, really 
what is this founding team about? What's their communication like? What's the community like? You know, I, I got into the Discord and kind of just stuck in that for a while to see how people communicated. Was it strong? The community did it have its own quote unquote language, similar to like the creeps do. The creeps, you know, you have your entire <laughs> language everyone uses. Um, and so sometimes I, I spend a little bit more time just understanding the community and, and the founders if they're not quite as known. Um, so it, it really depends on, again, a lot of different factors. And at the end of the day, the key is do not let your emotions take over. If you invest completely on process, on logic, on science, you know, if you have your own scientific process and all of this, you will beat the 99% of the space that invests completely on emotion. And I, I don't think that's hyperbolic. I do believe a vast majority over 90% of investors in the NFT space is invest completely on emotion and FOMO. So if you take these variables, think deeply about it, have your own scientific process, I do believe you will be vastly ahead of everyone else in the space that you're competing against. All right. So let's, let's change the, let's change the, uh, the, the, the mentality or the thinking from um, emotion to passion. And I know, I know that, I know that, Passion is an emotion, but the reason that I'm bringing this up is because I want to talk about um, project revivals. Okay, um, for for a second, I want to get your take on that. Um, I think Pungy Penguins is an example. Um, I'm speaking specifically for me um, about Wicked Bone Club, uh, which could it, it was a derivative project, but it could have had it all. Um, I believe that project was set up to be a rug. Uh, it got so successful that they couldn't rug it, um, and that uh, you know they they it just went bad um, after a while because of bad developers. Um, but now there's talks about that contract being handed over um, to the community, um, and so I want to get your take on what you think about projects that uh, once had bad owners but are now being churned over to communities and, and the building after that. Um, and is there something still um, worthy in a project like that? Here's my take. There are so many projects that get released, you know, hundreds a week. I don't see any reason why I should invest in a project with any red flags. The moment something smells funny, I get out of the project. The moment that there's any red flags or anything that concerns me, I get out of the project. I just don't believe there's any reason in a space where rugs happen, in a space where volatility will send your project from five ETH to zero overnight. Why would I invest my hard-earned money into that risk when I do believe there are quality projects that release on, say, a monthly basis where there's significantly less risk? So... To me, if you're in a situation where it's gotten rugs, developers went off, you're handed over to some random people in the community, that's, that's just too much of a red flag. Why would I need to deploy my capital there? I don't believe I need to deploy my capital at all times. I'd rather sit on the sideline, find a project that doesn't have red flags, that has a ton of strong things about it, and deploy my capital there. And I think that's a misconception a lot of people have is they have this misconception that their money has to, their Ethereum has to be spent at all times. And they're either thinking that or their emotions are just too strong and they always feel the urge to spend it. No, your, your money is much better spent sitting in Ethereum and waiting for the perfect opportunity rather than getting into products that have a red flag here, a red flag there. And to give you an example, I, I don't want to use names, but there was a project that I was in that I was very high on and I bought in. Everything was looking great. And I'll just say the name. And if this pisses you, there's not too many people here. So I don't think this will move the market. Or, but I was in 420 games. I was very high in it. And I was in an AMA. And it, 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 I figured out through the AMA, there was only one developer on the project, a single point of failure. And that developer had a kid one weekend during the launch of, staking uh, a staking mechanism for p2e which is a pretty critical mechanism and all communication cut off for like three or four days right you just can't have a company where there's a single point of failure 
And so when that red flag hit, I got out, I sold, which actually turned out to be very close to the top. And from that point forward, they've executed on almost nothing. And it's gone down pretty aggressively since. I mean, I, I think the buds are front, went down from 0.4 to, I think it's under 0.1 now. Moral of the story being, red flags typically lead to more red flags, especially in this space. There's no reason to park your money in risky projects. I only look for projects that I'm very, very confident on, and I can see multiple paths to, to profit. Wow, Keller, man, that's a that's an eye opener. I'm probably still going to degen back in, but it's it's an eye opener nonetheless for when I look at at other stuff. Um, but I appreciate that, man. Um, what? So then that takes me to my next one. All right, so let's let's get um, let's get failed projects out of the way quote unquote failed projects, right? Let's talk about historical NFTs. Are you messing with any of these right now? You know, honestly, if I had more money than I knew what to do with, I would buy a crypto punk in a crypto school or whatever the hell is the hottest, you know, historic project out there. For me right now, the, the answer is no. For me right now, I'm totally in growth mode. I'm totally just trying to grow my capital. You know, if you're just buying a piece of art, like a crypto punk to hang on your wall, um, then good for you, man. If you have a hundred thousand dollars to just spend on something that's going to sit in your digital wallet, then that's great for me. I don't have the capital to buy things that will just sit there. Um, you know, for me, I really only have at this time three NFTs out of the, I think I'm sitting on 30 or 40 that I'm just, I just, I'm happy to let sit there, uh, for very, very, very long term, no matter what happens in the short term. Um, you know, my ape, uh, my, uh, kennel club. And actually I have a, a fuck avatar I bought that I thought the art was incredible. I see there's one person out there with a fuck avatar frost. <laughs> I, I just thought, I, I, I just thought the art was incredible. I didn't really care about the roadmap or anything. I just, for some reason that art just spoke to me, but it was really cheap. It was like 0.3 or whatever. Um, anyway, more of a story. Uh, if, if you have money to throw around and don't mind sitting a hundred thousand dollars, into some art pro historic project that you have for some reason high conviction will go up over time then go right ahead for me i'm in total capital growth mode and i'm just trying to pick and choose my plays that you know increase the the, the money i'm sitting on got it all right um i was actually talking about like projects that um that came in between crypto punks and bayc um and uh there's some like doogies there's ether things there's uh punk voxels and things like that. I just wasn't sure if you were familiar with any of those um, or, or if you, you looked at any of them. Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I respect them, but I don't, I, I think there's a lot of opportunities that pop up on a weekly to monthly basis that can lead to two to three X's in a short to medium time period. I respect the hell out of the doogies of the world. Uh, maybe in one day they'll be worth millions of dollars because they're historic. Um, but I just have a different time horizon for my investments. I'm more of a medium term investor, <laughs> I'd say. And so, yeah, that's my so, thought on that. And DJ, he said, not today. Cause I need money tomorrow. <laughs> I love exactly. it. Man. Uh, I love it. Um, man, uh, Bro, I, you know, I guess, uh, I guess since I have you here, um, I could, I could have you rate, uh, uh, the utility of my NFT project, man. You want to walk me through it and then I'll, yeah. I'll give you back. Yeah. You, you, you give it to me hard, man. You, you I, I don't want any, uh, I don't, I don't want yes, but I want you to, I want you to find the flaw in it. Okay. Um, Deal. um, I'm so what mine is, is it's uh 777. Okay. It's uh, that's going to be how many there are at a 0 0.07 mm -hmm. mint price. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to have 125 rares. Uh, what is it? 75 of those are going to be so that folks can be a, a guest or, or help co-host a portion of the uh, one of the 24 hour um, marathons that I do, just like uh, the one that I did for creeps. Um, and uh Another 25 will be so that uh, you can co-host one of one of my shows with me. Uh, and 25 will be if you are part of any of the, the, the NFT communities, um, of my favorite communities like uh, um, 
you know, creeps or, or gutter cat or doogies or, or any one of these, um, and you're having an in real life event, um, you can use, you know, I'll cover a portion of that tab. Um, is what it is and then everybody no matter what what you get a, a, a rare or not oh and then it has three one of ones and the one of ones have all three of those utilities uh no matter what they can they can have all three um and then the rest of them everybody will get to vote on kind of what happens with the network uh what shows we bring on to the public access channel um what shows that um that make it to the main roster um where certain shows are held whether that's going to be twitter or discord um they will also have access to um exclusive content that you'll hopefully only be able to get through uh, a website um, by logging in your wallet. And that's pretty much all I got, bro. Here's, here's the thing. I, I'd probably closest compare your project to the Cardin. Are you familiar with the project, the Cardin? I, I am not. So it's by Lyrical Lemonade, which is a kind of music video, rap video. I know who music exactly label. Lyrical Lemonade is. I, mean, I didn't know they had an NFT. Wow, that's wild. Please do go yeah. on. Yeah, so they launched their NFT, I think about a month ago. It's called The Cardin. And I like the direction you're going. That direction being a very small, exclusive club with a very niche offering of potential utility what i would say is i like what the cardin is doing because they're actually more exclusive they're 500 cardins and it's i would say to you shrink it from 777 to smaller than 500 right you know music is a, a, a i think niche in the space you know you look at proof and it's just it's just utility it's very broad they have 10,000. cardin is just music so it's 500 Yours is a little bit even more niche than that. You know, it's your podcast, a couple of your shows. I would say go down, cut that in half, go to 300, go to 200. Maybe you don't mint them all out. You hand some out to active community members, you know, hand give them out, even some of the higher utility ones, but make it even tighter knit, you know, make that the strongest 200 or 300 person NFT project on OpenSea where those two or 300 people will ride or die for your project. And then from there, maybe you have a series two, which is a little bit broader, which maybe doesn't have as much utility. Maybe it's, you know, a thousand instead of 500 or 400 or 300. But I'd say get it tighter, get it more niche because you have very interesting and unique utility. I don't think any other kind of shows are providing and I don't think that very interesting and unique utility scales up very well to thousands of people. So I'd say get it even smaller, get it even more exclusive and, and in demand. And then as you organically grow that core group of users who are super into your project, you can then start figuring out ways to expand that utility. But I think you have a very tight knit community with the people who follow you, you know, from creeps and from other projects. Keep it small, strengthen them as much as possible, maybe a three or 400 count project, and then you strengthen them and expand from there. I, I think that would be the play from where you're at currently and the kind of niche you're providing. Interesting. I appreciate all that feedback, man. Um, beautiful. I love it. Um, dude, is there anything that you wanted to cover that I didn't, uh, that I didn't cover that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't promote or, or, or say? Uh, I'd say, you know, kind of, I guess my last thought here and the main point I want everyone to take away is, again, we're really early. If You know, if all you purely want to do is invest in NFTs and try to buy low and sell high, go right for it. You know, we have we have a, a place where, again, I think there's it's a widely or very emotional uh, community that doesn't use scientific process. So really build out your investment style. Think scientifically, take the emotion out. I think you'll be ahead of everyone else. But if you're thinking bigger and you want to build a community like yourself, Lore Lord, if you want to build a following, if you just want to be more involved in the space outside of investing, get involved. Do it because you can make noise quickly. I've had this account for a year now. I, I made it when I uh, bought Sandbox. So I actually didn't tweet until I bought my mutant back in December. So I've, you know, it's been a few months now. I'm at a modest uh, 3,800 followers, I think. 
you can quickly, by getting involved, build a following, build a community. The community is small enough now where you can get noticed very, very quickly, right? Like I got noticed in the creeps very quickly, community very quickly, because I, I wrote a bunch of articles about creeps and posted it in the Discord and everyone rallied around it. If you want to do something bigger than just investing, just do it. Try to provide value. I think authenticity is what's best here. I think the days of kind of sleaziness and taking are over. I think a lot of the original influencers in the space are sleazy salesmen. You know, I don't want to name names. I don't want to piss people off. But I think a lot of the biggest names in the space who came up a year ago are more salesmen just trying to suck as much liquidity out. I don't think anyone else can get to that point using that roadmap anymore. I think the roadmap from here moving forward is purely providing value. And I think if you're just authentic and provide value, people will realize that and, and, and kind of latch on and, and be a part of your community. Um, so authenticity, provide value, take emotion out. And I think you're in a space to succeed in a number of different ways when it comes to NFTs. I love it so much, man. I love it so, so much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was the NFT God. Uh, make sure you check out nftgod.gives. Um, serious alpha getting dropped um, on, on that blog. Um, I can't wait to see what he does next with it. Like, I hope to just it just continues to grow. Like he said, we're fucking early, dog. Uh, we are so early. Um, and I really hope that, like, uh, I hope your blog is something that that, that stands the test of time. Um, as, it, as, it, as it, you know, as this space goes on, man, time is on our side. Um, Bro, thank you so much, man, for taking time out to, to join us tonight. Literally anytime, Lord Lord. I really enjoyed it. Anytime you want me back on, let me know. I'm happy <laughs> to chat with you. Seriously, uh, it's awesome. Bro, I appreciate you so, so much. I appreciate everything that you do in the space, man. You are a legend in the space. Uh, not only a legend, an NFT god. Um, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out redlegendstudios.com. If you like this show, you can find a whole bunch of shows just like it. Um, hey, uh, if you want, uh, feel free to send me. You, you can vent about a project that you hate. You can, um, you can rave about a project that you love. You can call in for love advice for crypto advice for nft advice and the only thing i promise you is really bad advice on the air but you can give me a call at 215-839-6882 that is a real number um so you can do that make sure that you join the lore lord discord uh there is a link uh, at the very top of this uh it's pinned um so you can get information about what we're doing um don't forget to check out the lore lord public access channel um if you're hosting a show of your own um, I don't care what community you're in. If you're hosting a show of your, of your own, I don't care if you're talking about crypto. I don't care if you're talking about NFTs. I don't care if you're talking about another project um, and you're interested in more exposure, make sure that you um, DM me and we can see about adding you to the public access channel. Um, I'm gonna be in Chicago this weekend, just so you guys know. Um, I'm gonna go out there for the Gutter Cat Gang um, merch release uh, because there's gonna be some exclusive stuff that you can get in person that you can't get in store. And because I don't own an OG gutter, uh, the only way I can get merch is in person. Um, but I'm going down there because I like those types of adventures and we're gonna see what the Gutter Cat Gang is all about. Um, but until next time, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's our show for the night. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Um, remember, man, uh, it's not just one of us, doggy. It's all of us. Have a good night. I love every single one of you. Stay fucking awesome. <laughs>